I got sauce, boy, I'm lost. I'm grinding and rapping till I can score my mom. We chucking up threes with the score wrong pause. I'm dabbing in my field like a four yard loss. Nobody smooth as the kid on the mic. Drinking and traveling, sampling flights. Smoking on cannabis, handling life. You don't even know what the lavish is like. I'm from the opposite dimension. No, and I forgot to mention I've been jotting every second with the plot that need progressing. I'm a hypersonic weapon. I'll be gone in 60 seconds. You be smart to keep it stepping. This is not the part of stress. And I've been locked up in detention. Everybody know the kid. Built like a polar bear. Always dropping cold this shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Milton Sports Corner Podcast. I'm Kyle Fulbright, along with Cody Mola, Curtis Redmond, and our good friend Jake Mahoney. How you guys doing today? I'm doing good, Kyle. How about you? I'm great. Doing good. We got a, we got a cool host collection today, and uh, I'm excited. So It's going to be a good one. Yeah. It is. We got our uh, friend Jake here. If you guys have been hearing our intro and outros, they were made by Jake. Uh, thanks for those, Jake. And uh, how was it uh, making those? Nah, thank y'all. I appreciate the support. It means the world to me. But uh, it was it was cool. It was a definitely a cool experience, new experience for me. Like actually trying to make like a full on body of work. So it's definitely different than anything I've done before. But it's good to step out of your comfort zone and take new leaps. You know, that's how you grow as a person. So. That's what we're doing, and uh, it's been, uh, you know, in my eyes, very successful. So it's been great. Yeah, it went from your one-minute Twitter videos to Apple Music and Spotify. Yeah, and honestly, I have most of you guys to thank for that because if I didn't get so much love and support on the first shits, I probably wouldn't have kept going and doing another one. So, you know, I owe it all to you guys. I say it all the time. I shout you guys out all the time, but I appreciate it. You guys are good friends. I love having y'all because – you guys always support me no matter what. No matter how trash it is, you guys always shout me out regardless. So I appreciate it's it. It's not trash. It's not trash. It's, it's not good stuff. Who would tell you if it was trash? I appreciate it. I don't think that's true, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Maybe you just leave the trash songs off the podcast. Maybe that's what it is. The ones that suck, you just leave them off. What's your favorite? My favorite on the EP is probably uh, Bars Over Broads. It's probably my favorite song. But I think the best song that we made is probably time which is the last song it's like the most complete song we actually have like a somebody singing on the chorus and all that stuff so it sounds legit i can't sing or do nothing like that so when we get when we get songs with me on it with elements of that added to it i think it's pretty cool uh stuff that i can't bring to the table so i, I really like that what which one was the most fun to record the most fun to record uh uh was probably uh, bars over broads because that day we just had a bunch of people in the studio and we was just being dumb and just goofing around and trying to come up with ideas and we was just throwing it around and it was something that I had had a concept for a lot of this stuff was stuff that I had had a concept for and brought it to the studio and then through like putting our heads together and you know collaborative work we kind of made it come to light and so it was really cool to see it happen that way but yeah bars over broads we uh I think we might have even taken some Adderall that day or something but we were just like and just being creative and just you know all that stuff so that that was definitely my most fun one uh, recording but the whole thing was a blast for sure I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for nothing yeah really cool uh my favorite salsa though that's my that's my go yeah, yeah. He, the hashtag na na na's all the time I see him <laughs> hey that was the first one and you know it resonates you know it stuck that was the that was the OG Twitter vid so and now you yeah. had Mark Z do Mark it. Z man yeah Got him. yeah yeah man he's good he's been great and he does all the like behind the scenes work I, I'm honestly like I'm happy to take credit for it but 
he does most of the shit. He's he's the one grinding it out and making it all sound good. I don't sound very good on the first take. So by the time he's done with it, I actually sound okay and listen to able and uh and it and it works out good. So yeah, I owe everything to Mark Zito because he be he's he's holding me down for sure. Shout out Mark Z. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll move on here. Some football. Uh thank God. Super Bowl this week, but this past week we had a few uh big moves. Jared Goff obviously going to the Lions, Stafford going to the Rams for a haul of picks, and yours truly, Jared Goff, Cody's favorite uh quarterback in the NFL. Uh, what do you guys think of the trade and how it went down? Rams not having a first round pick for a few years again. Uh, will that matter? What do you guys think? Uh, so Jared Goff was like the last first round pick the Rams made, which was like 2016. And he's basically given up. He's cost them like five years of first round picks and they have nothing to really show for it. And now they're, I mean, they're stuck with some contracts on the defensive side, but um, if the Rams don't pretty much win these next year with Stafford I don't see where their window ever opens up again and McVay might be uh out of there too so we'll see yeah it's the kind of move that I think could lead to like you know type of a collapse type thing you know or you know real rebuilding franchise type shit but I have definitely I've always been a Matt Stafford fan and a Matt Stafford believer I've never been a Detroit Lions believer but I've always been a Matt Stafford believer I think he's one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time Um, and, uh, I think that he, it's now he gets a chance to, I, in my opinion, earn the hall of fame, right. It's kind of, you know, if he can go there and an opportunity to win and be successful, I think that he definitely, uh, can get in because he has all those individual statistics. He's been healthy for a really long time. So he has all those yards and touchdowns and everything that what you would need to put you there, but he hasn't won anything. So I think it's big on Stafford, but I, uh, have always believed in Stafford. I'm going to continue to believe in Stafford. I think he's going to be successful there. And I think they got a good coach, good defense, everything there. I think they're ready to roll now. Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the same boat. I think uh, one of the better things to do for the Rams, obviously, was get rid of Jared Goff. And uh, they haven't had first-round picks. Maybe that's good for them because their pick, I guess their last one was Goff, and that didn't turn out as they planned, even though they paid him a lot. But I think Stafford will, will be a great fit. And it'll be nice to see him play on a better team. I think for Stafford, he has to win there because people all the time are like, oh, he's done good, but he's on the Lions. It's not his fault. But now if he doesn't win with the Rams, there's no excuses or anything. He has the defense and everything now. So it's his time yeah. to win. Yeah, it's, I think it's really tough when you put somebody in a position like that and say they have to win because it's what does winning mean? You know, is it he has to win a Super Bowl? Is it he has to take them to a championship game? Is it he has to win a playoff game? You know what I mean? What is it if they go, you know, if they go freaking 12 and four and get bounced in the first round, is that winning? I mean, that's better than he's ever done. So, you know, or, you know, they win one playoff game and get bounced, you know, so it's just, I mean, only one team can win the Super Bowl. So if you're saying that he has to win a Super Bowl, it's kind of hard to put that on somebody, you know, Uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think he needs to be, successful if he goes there and it's a train wreck i think it definitely reflects horribly on him yeah for sure uh we'll see next deshaun watson probably be moved uh we'll see jake's in the midst of the Deshaun <laughs> watson area right now might might run into him one day you're in a bad yeah. you got james harden you got that stupid astros you got deshaun <laughs> watson oh yeah yeah like- my uh my roommate actually works at uh, a really bougie clothing store that sells like Gucci and all kinds of like crazy clothing, you know, uh, companies. 
And uh, he has seen Deshaun Watson and talked to Deshaun Watson like multiple times. He's met James Harden, talked to him a bunch of times, PJ Tucker, bunch of rappers like 21 Savage and shit. So he's like, he always makes jokes and is like, oh, Deshaun, who are you throwing to this week? Like, who should I start in fantasy? You know? <laughs> he always just like gives him a bullshit answer, like, ah, whoever's open, man, or whatever. <laughs> and he always tries to like be trying to cross up James Harden when he walks through the door and shit and like just goofing with him. So I've been hearing all this stuff, all the talk about Deshaun Watson and James Harden. Shit. I don't- I don't even I don't think know. Watson knows who he's throwing to each week. Yeah, right. He got so many injuries. Cooks out yeah. every week. Fuller out every week. Hoping to stay alive behind that O line, you know. <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know how they're gonna pull that haul. What what they can possibly accept that would be worthy of Deshaun Watson at this point. But I don't know. Yeah, well, they got their uh, answer at head coach. Yeah. yeah. Them, them and the Eagles. That interview with the Eagles, that was – I don't know what he was trying to say. I, mean, I think he was trying to sound like Dan Campbell, like do something like rah-rah like that. But Dan Campbell, yeah. like, that was cool. And then he just – he, you could tell he was, like, trying to be all rah-rah, like get the team pumped up. It just didn't work. Yeah. That was going to be a smart football team. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but – I, I really hope the Eagles and the Lions play week one just so we can have, like, kneecaps versus football smart and see who wins. <laughs> yeah, that – but uh, – so I think all the head coaching jobs are filled now. Yeah. After yeah. – those two were, like, kind of surprise ones. I think the Chargers was kind of a surprise. Uh, but other than that, pretty straightforward. Jets, Robert Sala. That's where they – people are saying that's where Deshaun wants to go. I don't know. I think he said that, like, that was one of the teams he would get traded to, but um, that would require the Texans believing in Sam Darnold and whatever else they get from that horrible roster. So the Texans might be the only franchise bad enough to believe in Sam Darnold. So maybe they'll take a run at it. They have Ghost in Houston. God damn. You can see Ghost. What? Sam Darnold sees Ghost. Oh, yes. Yeah. You can see Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, lastly, here before we uh, get on to some Super Bowl, we had the. Uh, I don't know if you saw Jake the E60 story about Drew Robinson. Oh, I saw it on the Twitters, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't click on it. I didn't get a chance to read it. But uh, enlighten me if you would. Yeah, Cody. Uh, it's yeah. It's basically uh, Drew Robinson's. Uh, he was a, a professional baseball player. Uh, first big league hit was a homer, um, and then he had uh, some inner struggles and uh, attempted suicide and uh, survived it 20 hours later called the cops and now he's got a new purpose in life and uh, I mean just chills when I read it uh, I yeah. took like it's about a 15 minute read it's pretty much like the best thing I've read this year and it's pretty much crazy so yeah definitely check it out I definitely will yeah I saw a bunch of people reacting to it yesterday I just didn't get around to it but yeah I definitely have to check that out for sure yeah Definitely check that. There's like a the E60. You can watch it. There's like an hour long E60, and then there's also the story about it. But go check that out. Mm. Oh yeah. Other news we had yesterday: the NCAA football game returning. Uh, who knows when? But last game was 2014. He just bought the 2014 game a couple months ago. <laughs> bought a PS3. Right. So he's happy. Uh, so we got that. We don't know if players' names will be in it or not. But with that, we're gonna talk about a. Uh, some games that we would like to see return, some old sports video games. Uh, Cody, you want to start? 
Sure. So three that I'd like to see are NBA ballers. Um, I remember playing that game, the rags to riches mode. I'm pretty sure it was the first, like, uh, maybe any big sport game to have, like, a, a career mode like that. And it had Stefan Marbury on the cover. <laughs> um, uh, NFL Blitz, I I mean, you can just do whatever you want in that game. No penalties, offsides, whatever. They had a whole bunch of cool cheat codes. You can get different stuff, too. Um, good announcing on the game as well. And then uh, third game is Wave Race from Nintendo 64. You ride around on uh, Wave Runners racing the go-karts. I played a lot of that game when I was little, so you want that one to come back, too. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, first of all, MLB Slugfest. Uh, <laughs> I can't deal with that shit. <laughs> Loading into a game, you just spam all the buttons, get your guys have, like, horse heads and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You can just run, codes up the ass, bro. You run anywhere, like go go for a double on anything. You just punch the guy when you get there. Knock <laughs> you know that was dope. Uh, MVP baseball. So if it brings mm-hmm. back college football, we'll bring back college baseball. You know, create your own field and all that. That was fun. And then also uh, NFL Street. And the only one that I ever played was the one with the, I think it was Ocho Cinco on the cover. I think that was like Street Two, but that game was so fun. Like you do off the wall and shit and they do flips and stuff like that so, mm. yeah those games are fun Jake uh so my favorite of all time is uh NBA Street Volume 2 uh, I don't know if you guys ever played that but that game was absolutely crazy and they had like a pretty good uh like career mode and a bunch of shit that you could do uh do through it and then they had a bunch of like created like uh like they mixed real NBA players with like a bunch of like fake street legends type of thing. Stretch. And it was just like, yeah, yeah, like we yeah, have a stretch. Yeah, exactly. And that shit was super fire. Uh, and then I saw it on t- like Twitter posts, people were talking about this. I wouldn't really consider this, but it was a dope game. It was like uh, Fight Night, it was a dope game that we haven't had in a while for sure. Um, and then one of the other ones that I used to play was fucking SSX Tricky. I guess snowboarding kind of counts, right? So SSX Tricky was fire as hell. Um, that game was great. And, uh, oh, I used to play uh, All-Star Baseball. I had, like, All-Star Baseball 05, and that game was, like, fucking awesome. And you, like, you got to guess, like, the pitch location, kind of like you get to now. But, like, based on your hitter, you had, like, an inner circle that was, like, bigger or smaller. And if you guessed it in there, you could just fucking yak the ball. Like, if you guessed the right pitch in there, it was just gone, bro. It's and like you the, the to play as Barry Bonds, and it took up, like, a quarter of the fucking <laughs> – strike zone and so all you had to do is guess the right part and it was a yak every time like that game was so fun it's like when you used to play the old madden games and you play with peyton manning and he had like the vision light you remember that and oh, yeah, yeah the vision peyton cone. Manning yeah. was the whole field and you could just yeah. throw it anywhere bro that was crazy but yeah uh all-star baseball 05 was a throwback for sure um but yeah no those are good yeah there's a lot of good ones i had kind of the same mvp baseball i just remember jared weaver being on the cover that was, I think might have oh I think there was some after that uh, and then also NFL and NBA Street I played a lot of those for PS2 back in the day we had yeah. player I remember the most from NFL Street was Ricky Williams for some reason I don't know why that's I think I he was on the cover yeah I, that game so you play like on the beach out there just, was it Manny on a cover of an MVP baseball was it Manny on one of those yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we also need a backyard baseball that game was. Yeah. Yeah, Pablo. Yeah, OP. Bro, I saw that they were at Sam's Club. They're selling full-size NBA Jam stand-up arcade 
like things for 450 bro the two person ones bro. like that's like they're giving it away bro they're begging me to take it 450 i can come up with that that shit's in my couch what are you talking about like come on costco for I have it. what'd you say 399 at costco what company oh yeah guy kyle company i gotta guy. pick me up look i got a spot in my room look just begging for it to go right there look at that <laughs> easy it could go next. Hopefully, you still have the Papa John's uh, thing for the top of the car. No, it didn't make the trip, unfortunately. Take that. I, when I moved to Texas, I could fit literally what was in my car. So anything excess didn't go. All my Papa John's paraphernalia got accidentally well, burned intentionally. All so. you had to do was set it on top of the car while you're going. <laughs> yeah, the whole way. <laughs> Delivering a pizza a thousand miles. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right. Let's move on here to talk about some football. We had championship weekend uh, about a week and a half ago, but we haven't been able to talk about it. We'll quickly here. Uh, what were your guys' biggest surprises and letdowns? A lot of these are about the same here. I'll start. I have Matt LaFleur's boat. The guy, I don't know what. Well, the Packers in general, I guess they kind of didn't have to be in that situation in the first place, but he just made a bonehead move kicking the field goal right there. You knew in the moment it was going to backfire. And what do you know it did? Give Brady the ball. Uh I don't know what he was doing, but they shouldn't. They they should have beat him anyways. But still, dumb move, Matt Lafleur. You're an idiot. Sorry. That's all I got. Nothing to be sorry about. I mean, like I don't understand how you have the MVP on your team, and you have the best receiver in the NFL, and you don't trust to get nine yards. Like you've been doing it all season. Yes, it wasn't working this game, and yes, Devontae. Honestly, I think the turning point in the game was when Devontae dropped that first touchdown where they had to settle for a field goal on first down and yeah. like Rogers head was like messed up for the rest of the day in there um and even if they, yeah you can't kick it's one possession game no matter what like either you're you were just playing to win and if not like you at least tie like if you don't get it you stop Brady you have to stop him no matter what yeah your defense stopped him a few times in a row you're not going to stop him every time the rest of the way out and I mean I just you have Rodgers, like, I don't you, – you can't have a better setup to, to bring out Mason Crosby. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. You sort of ran the – like, tried to run the play before. And, like, if he would have ran that and got, like, five yards there on the three, then maybe they should go for it then. Yeah, well, that was that was the kind of thing is, like, those two had been kind of a, a dynamic dominant duo all year, LaFleur and Rodgers. And if they kind of, like, simultaneously kind of seized up in like the biggest moment it seemed like because that's a play that Rodgers nine times out of ten just runs in himself and will take the touch you know he's he's too smart for that but instead it's like he what he was doing the whole game like so worried about forcing it to Devontae and he forced in a double coverage into Devontae and if he runs that ball they're at worst on the two and Matt LaFleur has no choice but to go for it you know what I mean it's, he takes the decision I mean I don't think there was a decision in the first place but he takes the decision completely <laughs> He takes the decision completely away from him if he just does what he knows how to do and just takes what the defense has given him, which is what he's done his whole career. So and and then for Lafleur to to kick the field goal makes absolutely no sense. It makes no sense. Worst case scenario, they're backed up on the eight and you got to stop him again anyway. So it makes absolutely no no sense. I, I'll never understand it. But but yeah, that was a that was about as bonehead as it gets in my opinion. But I know the analytics and the math say it's closer than we think, but. I, I'm not a uh, I'm not buying it I feel yeah, like the problem with like the the math is like they're taking into account 
every situation in NFL history when you have bad teams doing that. They're not taking into account that right. you have Aaron Rodgers, you have right. Devontae Adams. Like exactly. specifically that situation, I think the odds were higher than any other you're gonna have. So right, yeah, and he's and they have been dominant in the red zone, dominant in those situations all year. He's having an MVP year. You just got to put it on his shoulders and let him get you there. There's no other. There's no other choice, in my opinion. You want to lay your head down at night knowing that you gave it to, you know, best quarterback in the league and gave him a chance to win, or that you, you know, gave it back to Tom Brady and let your defense do it. I just don't. This is the my mind. Yeah. All right, Kurt. You talk about the other game here. Yeah. Well, uh, going away from the Packers, I want to mix it up a little bit. Uh, my biggest surprise was the uh, Chiefs defense. Uh, their Bills. defense. Bills their... Homer. <laughs> talk about the Chiefs. I know. Go. Nice. Threw me off. Uh, yeah, Chiefs defense. Uh, going against the better offense in the Bills, the Chiefs aren't known to have a good defense, but they only held the Bills to two touchdowns, and they also held them to, I think, four field goals, I think it was. So if, when they can hold, like, an offense like that to to four field goals, obviously only 12, 12 points off of field goals, that's like that was half of their points for the game. Uh, I think that's a pretty big win for the Chiefs, obviously. It got them into the Super Bowl, but I think it was surprising. I thought it was going to be a shootout. I mean, and the Chiefs kind of shut him down. Yeah, I agree. I kind of felt like uh, I was kind of felt like the Bills' offense was going to show up, and and that it never did. I I had picked the Bills to win, uh, or I had picked the Bills to at least cover, and uh, and I thought for sure they were going to be in that game, even up until the very end. I kept thinking they were going to come back, and that that Kansas City defense just kept holding them. So yeah, I was I was definitely shocked by that too. Yeah, because one of their touchdowns was like a two yard. After the fumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the only touchdown they got was yeah. the one basically gifted to them. The offense didn't really do anything the entire game. Yeah. Yeah, so Chiefs moving on, playing the Bucks in the Super Bowl this year. Uh, that's Bucks playing at home. We had some uh, big storylines. We had some COVID storylines. We had the Chiefs uh, barber. I don't know. Was it the personal? I don't – I saw a barber they were going to go to, but it's like – was he like coming to the stadium or something? Yeah, it sounds like it was a team barber, but I don't really know uh, exactly how that shit works. But it sounds like he was doing everybody's hair. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they had like twenty people in line. They all just yeah. did. <laughs> That's how Center Kilgore was getting the, his haircut. Yeah, he was in the chair. And he said, oh, "I'll just shit. finish it anyways," and that's why he went on the COVID like list or whatever. But luckily, it was early on in the week where if they test negative five times or whatever, they can get off. Of yeah. It. Uh, yeah, all those guys are tested twice right now. I saw a day. Yeah, all my money is all my money is staying in my pocket until the last possible second, until I can see what's happening. I'm not putting all this shit out here just to find out that fucking Patrick Mahomes made out with the barber and got COVID and not playing. <laughs> okay, I'm not having it. So yeah, then his brother. I'm, I'm I'm scared of that shit. So I'm not. I'm I like the Chiefs a lot, but I'm not. There's too many question marks to be throwing around cash this early i'm wait till saturday night or something all right yeah probably smart uh we're talking about bucks at home obviously uh first team to play a home super bowl pretty cool could be pretty bad but it, uh um i think it is pretty cool to see i think they were close a couple years ago the Vikings or yeah the vikings were pretty close to it but no team has done it. everyone thought the cowboys were going to do it like back then when they hosted their first one at the stadium but uh Bucks first team, they're either going to celebrate on their home field or watch a team celebrate. Hopefully, uh, Tom's uh, watching. Huh? 
I said, hopefully Tom's watching. Yeah. Well, Diggs will be watching on the field. <laughs> He's still standing there. Just <laughs> <laughs> he shows up to watch the next. He's standing so... he there from the Vikings one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He had his moment. He had his moment, but uh, there are some big player storylines. Uh, I don't know. It has it become official of Watkins is going to play. I think he's still Q-tagged, so. That'll definitely be big for the Chiefs, getting him back. Uh, I saw A.B.'s questionable now. Uh, you guys think A.B. Watkins will play, and how big of an impact do you think they have if they do play? Um, I think that they'll – I think they're pretty much – I think if you're questionable for the Super Bowl, you're going to play. I mean, it's pretty much – you know what I mean? Everybody pretty much ends up playing unless, you know, you really – unless you have a setback. You know what I mean? If you're questionable now – as long as you don't get worse, you're going to play, you know? So, uh, and as far as impact, I think uh, both of those guys that you mentioned kind of just give the add to the depth and give them more options, give you a little bit more to think about, but I don't think that either of those guys are going to be, you know, primary impactors that you, I'm not really worried about either of those guys scoring a touchdown, whether they're playing or not. Um, I think the big action is going to come from the other guys that, you know, uh, uh, Kelsey and Hill and uh, Godwin and, uh, and Evans. Yeah, I mean, A.B., uh, really the only time that he's made the impact is when Brady, like, forced him the ball for, you know, the bonus on the contract or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but um, he, A.B. wasn't available in the last time these guys played either. So it's not nothing new for the Bucks to play with or without A.B. Um, but then Sammy, on the other hand, I think just adding that presence kind of mixes things up for the offense because – uh, Sammy hasn't played at all the whole postseason, so if there's any time that he's going to play, it's going to be now. It's now or never. And, um, yeah, he can pull a hammy at any moment, as he's shown his whole career, but um, he's capable of taking a five-yard slant to the house at any time. So we'll see. But, yeah, if he pulls a hammy, like, what? A, oh, well, you have an offseason to – Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've said. I think they're both going to play. But, you know, if you if you have a questionable tag in Super Bowl week, you're playing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, be interesting. We got Chiefs. I think the big question is going to be their O line versus the Bucks D line. There are a lot of injuries. Uh, Eric Fisher, I saw he tore Achilles or ACL. Uh, it looks like Kilgore is going to play, but they have a lot of injuries on their O line, a lot of mixing and matching. So I think it'll be interesting to see if uh, big JPP can get some sacks on Mahomes and how much pressure they can get on him. I think it'll be a big story. And I don't, I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be able to run at all, but. Uh, definitely all going to have to come through the air, I'm assuming. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs O-line has been banged up all year, so it's nothing really new kind of for them. Um, But, yeah, this is the most banged up they've been and the least depth they've had. Uh, And Mahomes is pretty much healthy with his turf toe, uh, so he can be able to run around, scramble, and find Kelsey. But the Bucks D-line has been one of the best. Like, that front seven has been one of the best all year, and like you said, very good against the run. But I think they – I saw something they've given up the most completions to running backs. So, um, Clyde and Dare will probably be catching the ball. I don't see Le'Veon getting a lot of touches either. So, uh, Yeah, I think I think Mahomes uh, is really good at manipulating the pocket, um, really good at moving, you know, and being aware of what's around him. And I think that if they are getting pressure, I think that uh, Andy Reid and them is good at, uh, you know, running a place to get the ball out quick, but they also, like I said, they can let the play break down and they're super successful that way. Mom's going to extend the play and stuff like that. And when you're going to get, 
you know, Super Bowl Mahomes, you know, when he's, you know, at his A game. I think I think that's not going to be a problem for him, but I don't know. It'll, it'll definitely be something interesting to see if they can hold them back for sure and keep JPP off him. Yeah, we're really going to see how healthy Mahomes' uh, turf toe is. Yeah. All right, moving on here, we got uh, Cody's favorite. Cody's favorite part of the show. We got our NFL referee talk here. Uh, what do we got? What do we got, Cody? We got a lot of so, stuff. Yeah, we got Carl. Carl Sheffers is going to be the head ref of this all-star crew for the Super Bowl. Uh, it's his second Super Bowl. The did Super Bowl 51 where the Patriots came back uh, down 28-3. to So um, Tom Brady's got good history with Carl as Super Bowl ref. Um, the fun fact I found for this, uh, so the first ever game Carl Sheffers did as a head ref was the Brady versus the Chiefs in 2008 when Brady uh, actually tore his ACL. So it's kind of interesting that we get this rematch here. And then uh, five of the referees in this game have all done Super Bowls before. Uh, we got Sarah Thomas making a, her first appearance and first as a female ref in the NFL, too, for a Super Bowl. Um, in 2020, uh, home teams have been 7-9 and nine straight up and 11-5 and five against the spread in the uh, Sheffer's games and uh, in Mahomes' career, Carl's done five games. Um, Chiefs are five and zero straight up, and then in Brady's games, he's Brady's seven and four. So uh, there's a lot of familiarity with like both quarterbacks, and uh, the Chiefs have two wins already this year with Carl as a ref. So uh, with the All Star crew, they should get no like TikTok calls, and they should probably let them play in the Super Bowl. It was – I saw it here. He's from Whittier. Did, was he a, one of the Cal State Fullerton refs? No, he's not a Cal State Fullerton ref. <laughs> yeah. I know you said there's a lot of them, so. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I actually saw the one game I went to live, Carl was the referee, and there was about 15 holding flags on Hopkins and Devontae Parker, so there won't be that many in the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see if Carl messes up the coin toss. Uh <laughs> with the coin toss a lot of people got a lot of money on it everyone's watching the coin toss we know in the super bowl so it'd be interesting to see if he messes any words up there you got i'm proud to say i've never bet the coin toss as much of a wreck as i am i've never bet the coin toss. <laughs> a first for everything you'll do it this year you think so yeah after you'll get some insight later and you'll bet. oh okay all right bet that coin is flipping one way uh, okay 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 <laughs> all right moving on here uh super bowl obviously a lot of people betting we had mattress mac today put 3.5 million on the bucks to cover biggest a lot bucks. of hype on the bucks man a lot of i can't believe how much hype we, i'm seeing on the bucks we got a match. i can't believe it three and a half that little half point could uh come but after this you uh we'll see um 59% of the bets right now are on the Chiefs, but some trends we got in the Super Bowl. Favorites are 27, 25, and 2 against the spread. So the more you know, the more you know. Not really anything there, though. Over-under is 26, 26, and 1. So nothing really there. Nothing really there. So listen to this one. This is why Mattress Mac is betting the Bucks. Teams wearing white have won 13 of the past 16 Super Bowls. And who's wearing white? Tom Brady. Wearing white. We 13 alive, 16. That's yep. crazy. But Man. then you see this stat. Favorites are 12 and 4 in the Super Bowl when it's played in Florida. Interesting. Who's the favorite? And 
Where's the game broadcasted? CBS. AFC, six and one straight up on CBS broadcasted Super Bowls. They love Jim Nance. The AFC just loves Jim Nance. So, well, who doesn't Jim love Jim Nance as a Patriot fan? So, and what about the halftime shows, Kyle? Oh, just wait. Just <laughs> underdogs are four and one in the last five male led halftime shows. And who's singing the halftime show? The weekend male. So, lastly, here. The Super Bowl, only six times has the Super Bowl winner not covered. So, oh. if you like the Chiefs, they're going to cover. If you like the Bucks, obviously they're going to cover because they're underdogs. So, it's going to it's gonna be either the Chiefs covering or the Bucks covering. There's no Chiefs win, Bucks cover, none of that. It's either straight up. It's going to be straight up. Stats don't lie. Yeah, there's a lot of trends here that are uh, going to be broken one way or another, too. Yeah, exactly. A lot of conflicting trends. I don't know. Do I go with the, the man in white or do I go with the AFC? I, I don't know. What am I doing here? You go with the white and the male-led halftime shows because those are really big ones there. Obviously. I mean, those are those are, those are are locks. <laughs> yeah. So, the more you know now for the picks, who do you guys got? Jake, who do you have? Uh, I have gone back and forth on this because as soon as it was set, I have been Chiefs from the beginning. Uh, but I don't know. I everybody I talk to says, "Oh no, it's Tom Brady in the Super Bowl," and, and I just like stats. So, would, yeah, and all the stats, obviously, and he's wearing white, so I didn't even consider that. But uh, you know, it was it's it was at three and a half. I'm seeing it three everywhere now. I I like three. I'm not. The way I keep going back to it is at any point during the game, if I was watching, if I was down 21 or up 21, I'd want to have my money on the Chiefs and Mahomes. So I don't know. I just that that's the way I lean. I'm not saying that. I mean, Tom Brady gets very lucky a lot of times. Maybe Mahomes gets hurt in the second quarter and they just cakewalk to a win. And I don't know. Maybe I don't know. He's been very blessed. Uh, But or maybe, you know, they just pull out some miracle comeback and they win. I don't I don't know. But. I uh, I got to lean Chiefs. My gut says Chiefs. I got to stick with that. And if I had to pick one, I'm going over 56 as well. Um, although I did see a weird stat. I'm sure you guys saw this as well, that Tom Brady hasn't scored a touchdown in the first quarter of any of his nine Super Bowls, which is kind of – Three total points. What do you say? Three total points in nine first quarters. Yeah, it's fu- yeah, fucking insane. So. I feel like the Chiefs aren't great in the first quarter either. Like, yeah. we, like if you think like last year Texans playoff game, like even the Bills game, they're down like nine zero or whatever. But yeah. maybe maybe the first half under is the way to go. But I think fifty six is a totally reasonable total to go over for the game, um, especially if you're expecting it to be close uh, and back and forth. So I, I mean I don't know, but uh, yeah, I like I like I like the Chiefs and the over if I had to go with one. Curtis. So uh, I am going to go against one of your little stats here. I think the Bucks are going to cover, but I do think the Chiefs are going to win. So uh, I guess this is going to make it seven times the winner hasn't covered. And uh, I'm going to go with the under as well, under 56. Well, that's okay because it's 26, 26, and 1, so it's, something's getting broken this year. <laughs> that's fine. That, that's a good one. But <laughs> Chief, okay, Bucks plus three or plus three and a half? Plus three. We'll go plus three. It's oh, going to be a just... close game. Okay. No. I think that's where it's sitting in most places right now is that. Yeah, on He's a sharp. He moved it. Yeah, he definitely did. <laughs> Today, three and a half from your lot of. Yeah. Cody? 
Uh, I'm with uh, Jake on this one. Uh, when I was first announced, I was definitely leaning heavy Chiefs. Um, but as I've done, like, more and more, like, thinking about it, um, my needle has moved down from, like, being super high. But I'm still leaning Chiefs. I mean, that offense, you can go score in two plays. Um, you can take a two-yard hitch route or a, a reverse to the house on any play with those guys. Kelsey is a receiver playing tight end. Um, and that's – I think Kelsey's going to be a big X factor. Uh, yeah, Devin Bush and Levante have been great at coverage with their speed, but Kelsey's the best in the league. Um, and then defensively, I think the Chiefs are better than they get credit for, especially with their secondary. Um, Sneed, probably a candidate for rookie of the year, and not many people know who he is. Uh, Thornhill's back off his ACL, didn't get to play in last year's Super Bowl. And they still have Honey Badger out there who makes plays all over, can cover multiple positions. And uh, up front, they got Chris Jones. And uh, I think their their defensive line is, is good enough to put pressure on Brady and especially up the middle, which is how you beat Brady. Um, pressure from the side doesn't necessarily beat him because he steps up, but Chris Jones coming up the middle can uh, force Brady to move around. And I think the Chiefs uh, going to win and cover. And then, like we just talked about, not good first quarters for both teams historically, but I'm still going to go over because uh, I think the Chiefs are going to score 30, 30 plus at minimum. So, um, and the Bucks are going to have to score to keep up. And I just think it goes over. All right. All right. I've kind of with, well, I was thinking <clears throat> the way too. I had, I was thinking Chiefs and then I kind of flipped. So I think the Bucks, I kind of like the Bucks. Um, I'll take them with the points, even though. They have to win to cover, obviously, because they're not just going to cover and lose. The stats don't lie. But Bucks three, three and a half. Uh, I just think the Chiefs – I know their O-line's been banged up all year, but Fisher being out, all these – they have three starters out, I think. Uh, I think that the Bucks defense will get to Mahomes. Uh, we'll see if – I know he can run, but I don't know how good he can run right now. He didn't really have to do much against the Bills because they were up big late. Uh, didn't have to move around a lot. They just kind of got their way with their defense, and I don't think they'll be able to do that with the Bucks defense. Uh, so I'll lean Bucks here, three points. And like Jake said earlier, Brady does seem to get a little lucky at times, so maybe a little luck here. Uh, they got playoff Laney running, so uh, we'll see. It'll be uh, interesting. And obviously their injuries don't matter as much. Antonio Brown, I think Watkins, even if he plays, not as healthy as he could be. So he might just be more of like a decoy and – Cody's boy, Meikle, little butterfingers out there. So they don't got much. So we'll lean Bucks. And hey, he made up. On the under, even though it should be close. Uh, I don't know. Under, it could go over though, 26, 26 and one. So it could go either way. But we'll lean to the under here. Low scoring first quarter. Uh, second quarter, they'll put up a bunch of points. And then Bucks D will step up. So that's how the game's going to go. The more you know. Again. The more you know. I think it makes sense if you like the Bucks to bet the under, and I think it makes sense if you like the Chiefs to bet the over. I think that that lends itself well. So, yeah, if I was betting the Bucks, I'd probably bet the under too, but I'm all Chiefs in this one. I want to see points. I want to see it high score, and I want to see over 60 points in this in this game. We all want to see points, Jake. Yeah. Um, betting the unders for losers. Never forget that, okay? Yeah. Every time we talk games with you, you – don't bet the under. Yeah, no. Life's <laughs> too short to bet the under. Wait till you see the locks. Yeah. We're locking in the under, baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> the under's coming. Me the too. under's locking. But we're also locking in 
first quarter <laughs> minus a half point. It's like plus 105 or something I saw on good old yep. Bovada. So Brady doesn't score in the first. Uh, Mahomes is going to have a long drive. They're going to score a touchdown. They'll be up 3-7 or so at the end of the first. Chiefs minus a half points, the real lock. Love that. So that's where we're going. And see, I feel like first quarter could go either way, but if the teams, if the Chiefs are getting at minus, if they're getting a plus 100 there, like you're getting, you're getting your money back. It's, it's free money. Bovada's just handing out money to you. So thanks, Patrick. Yeah, and they don't hand money out to me often, let me tell you. So if they can hand out well, some money to me, I would gladly you take do it. Everything is a six leg parlay, Jake. <laughs> when you got, you know, this, I, you know, when you're betting, I, I do like to live dangerously. I can't tell you I don't. That's for sure. When you're betting Lakers, Blazers, Dodgers, Rockies, and <laughs> something else on the same night. <laughs> I sure was, man. Hey, if it's on, I can get action on it, bro. Come on. That's how you got to go, bro. That's how you got to live. It's fun, bro. Because you can miss 10 parlays in a row, but as soon as you hit that one, three, four teamer, bro, it's all worth it. All it takes is one. It's all worth it. What What's your lock, Jake? Uh, I like uh, the first half under. I think it's at like 27 and a half right now. We already talked about it. Slow starts for both teams. I think 27 and a half is good. I really like that. I'm betting. I mean, I well, I know if we're talking about locks, I mean, but I'm betting. Uh, I'm running up the reception total on Travis Kelsey. I'm prop building that hoe up really high, probably like 11 receptions or something like that, depending on what price I like. Uh, and I'm going to do Travis Kelsey. Uh, first touchdown scorer, and I like Mahomes a rushing touchdown. Um, some funky, weird things like that, but those would be stuff I throw a little, little cash out here and there, probably. But yeah, my favorite is uh, first half under, and I do like that. Uh, that Kansas City first half that was a, that was a good little one. I wasn't even looking at that. My lock for the weekend, uh, <clears throat> the first lock of the year, we're going back to it. Chiefs in the Thursday night game. First lock of the year was the winner, and Chiefs in the last game of the year. Lock them in. Lock it in. Too bad this one's not on the big screen at the Orleans, though, for you. Oh, man. Uh, it is, but we're just not there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll be on. It'll be on. For sure, be on. <laughs> oh, man. All right. And we know Kurt's got the under, too. Big yeah. under guys here. We love defense. Good I'm defense. surprised one of you goofy boys didn't call a lock on the coin toss. I was waiting for that one. I was I was sure one of your locks was going to be heads or some shit. We, we aren't that dumb. We aren't that dumb. Come on. Come <laughs> on. you see my parlay. All right. What do you got for parlays? Mine's simple. We'll just go with our picks before Bucks plus three uh, and uh, the under of 56. Uh, what do you got, Curtis? We're so excited to hear. All right. So, uh, two biggest games of the weekend. We're just picking the outright winners for both of them. We got, uh, first of all, the Super Bowl. We got the Chiefs money line. And then it's only two-leg parlay. It's free money, pretty much. Then the second one is, uh, for the Puppy Bowl. We got Team Rough. They're the favorites. Minus 135. And I don't know how you can't you can't vote against Team Rough when they got Huck on their team. Look at this guy; he's a mini. It's mini, a podcast. It's mini audio. Poodle and Shih Tzu. Oh, they can see. Look at that guy. <laughs> look at this guy. Look at guy. All you people out there, would you just look at how good he is? What's his name? His name's Huck. He's Huck, got, he's Huck for guy. Puppy Bowl MVP. He was sitting here. Yeah, that's a cute name. Of dogs. And I was like, what's and you know what his fun fact is? He never misses a crumb. Never. <laughs> 
So you can't you can't bet against that guy. Are you kidding me? You guys have that in common, Kurt. Are we gonna yeah. watch the puppy bowl? We're gonna have to watch it. So, oh my god. That's my parlay. So folks. it's team rough versus team fluff, right? Yeah, team rough's gonna win. I'm betting on team fluff just for the just <laughs> I wonder if Vegas has the I know Bovada has these odds. Oh, for sure. Don't uh, bet against Huck. All right. Poodle and Shih Tzu mix. He's only 20 weeks old, too. So There's Curtis's parlay. This I was is his first puppy bull. Dying to hear it. What do you got, Cody? Uh, my parlay for the weekend, uh, I'm going to go two UFC fights. I like Devontae Smith over Justin James and uh, Zalal over Choi. And then I'm going to throw in the Chiefs uh, for the minus three as well for a three-teamer. Well, Cody, let me ask you, when did they start putting Heisman winners in, in <laughs> UFC? Um, he's uh, been fighting more than, uh, <laughs> than the guy's been known for the highest. Very talented, so. let me tell you. Roll Tide. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> Dana White loves those football players. Yeah. What do you got, Jake? Uh, I'm definitely doing the, uh, the Chiefs and, uh, and over, and I'm fine giving the three. Uh, if it stayed at three and a half, I was going to buy the half a point just to cover my ass, but um, I'm fine at a uh, – at three, and then uh, I will definitely do a whack prop uh, parlay, like I said, with the Travis Kelsey uh, Travis Kelsey receptions. And I also like uh, Leonard Fournette total yards or rushing yards. I think they're going to lean on him heavy. I think that's been their plan through the whole playoffs, through the whole year. And I like him to get a lot of action. I don't, I'm going to see what price I like better with his total yards or just his rushing yards, whatever. But I'll definitely make some kind of wacky prop parlay with uh, Travis Kelsey and Leonard Fournette for sure. All right, now moving on to the best part of the Super Bowl, the prop bets. There's hundreds, probably like 500 prop bets you can bet. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the good ones, national anthem over under, mm-hmm. coin toss. You can bet what it's going to be, who's going to win. First score, what's it going to be? Uh, Gatorade colors, your favorite one. There you can bet on announcers saying stuff. Uh, this is one I'm going to go with, opening kickoff to be a touchback. And we're going to say no, plus 190. I was listening to the Pat McAfee show a couple of days ago, and he gave some insight on kickoff. They use a brand-new ball, not broken in, all shiny, really hard to kick, he said. Really hard to kick. And then right after the kickoff, they take it, throw it, put it in cannon or whatever. So they use a shiny one. And so the ball's uh, really hard, or I think they make it or something, and they make it all new, so it's uh, hard to kick. So it's not going to go as far. Hmm. Better lock that away from Tom. <laughs> yeah. yeah right exactly yeah. don't let him touch that ball not a kickoff so, guard. although if he deflates it maybe we got a better chance of getting no touchback if he <laughs> deflates it a little bit fully deflated yeah exactly that shit ain't going to the end zone hell no we're gonna take no because i've seen it plus 190 all the way to like plus 230 so it's definitely the underdog so that's a better bet um they yeah, want to sure. on the kickoff they want devin hester they want something like that in the nfl it's probably not going to be returned for a touchdown because the understanding, don't forget that. So they're going to return it. It's just not going to be. Don't there. forget that. In the box last week, uh, what's the re- he loves returning kicks. Mikkel, not so much. We know what happened. But uh, <laughs> go with no. Uh, if Harrison kicks it, though, the most hated kicker, I hate him. But he might get a touchback. Um, but we'll just ride with the Bucks. hopefully kicking off. So go with no. And also for you, Jake. It's going to be tails. Just letting you know. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. I mean, it's almost always usually tails. Yeah. So. Tails, tails. Hopefully Carl doesn't mess it up and screw us in some way on the coin toss. 
Is that I don't know if Carl's tossing. They'll probably have some uh like guests yeah. coming and toss. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh yeah. 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 Nah, COVID. We can't blame Carl. COVID. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> I don't yeah. think they will with COVID, Coach. Come on. We'll see. We'll see. What what do you got, Cody? Uh, so I'm going to go over on the national anthem. We got a duet this year. Um, so the two people got to share the time and, uh, you know, they're going to want to harmonize. So they might extend some notes a little longer. So it's currently set at 159. So we're hoping for a two minutes. Um, last it. year was Love some it. controversy uh, with when the, the final uh, brave was said. So I think they'll, uh, they'll stretch this one out and get to over. I like uh, first score being a field goal plus 155. And then uh, I like a team scoring three straight times. Uh, one, we know that the Chiefs don't really start out too fast all the time. So, you know, they can get behind and they're going to just have to go in score mode. And then also if the Chiefs are way ahead, then the Bucks are going to have to score kind of like how we saw in the regular season. So I like a team scoring three straight times too. What, what kind of odds are you getting on that, Cody? Uh, minus 185. Could it be like the Chiefs score, Bucks score, Chiefs score on continuous drives, or it's one team? Or is it no, 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 one team scoring three straight times. So like Chiefs touchdown, then they get a stop, then they go get a field goal or whatever, yeah. then they get another score. So yeah, yeah. Because you got to add in Meikle's return ability. Yeah, yeah. We, we learned all about that last week. What do you got, Jake? Um, I kind of talked about them already, but uh, I don't know if there's any that I really haven't mentioned yet. But the one I kind of like that's a little wacky is uh, uh, Mahomes rushing touchdown. I like that. I, I would even say over on his yards um, to uh, rushing yards. Um, and I like I'm going all Travis Kelsey in this one. I, I think he's the man's going to go off. I'm expecting a high scoring game, so it makes a ton of sense. Um, the man just stacks receptions, so it would not surprise me. Uh, to see him go into the double digits easily, you know, get and somewhere in the 11, 12 uh, mark. So I definitely, I'm going to bet that up. I think get like plus in the high plus 300s at 11, at 11 uh, receptions. So I definitely like that a lot. Uh, and like I said, Leonard Fournette uh, total yards. I'm definitely looking at that too. Um, I mentioned the over on uh, Brady's picks. If they're, if the game's a shootout and they're chucking the ball, Brady's been a little loose with it um, through three picks. And his last game was kind of just floating the ball up there. Um, there, like uh, Cody said, uh, the secondary of the Chiefs doesn't get enough credit. I think that maybe, uh, I think it might be at one and a half. So if you could get, you know, two picks for Brady, I think that that's totally reasonable. I kind of like that one too. So um, yeah, just a couple, couple weird ones, but I'm definitely going with tails and definitely going with uh, the over on that anthem time for sure. You can't, you can't sleep at night knowing that you bet the under. Like we're not, we're not doing, we're not about that. So. No. Do you like Kelsey so much? Cause you kind of look like him, Jake. You know, I do hear that a lot and he is a handsome fella. So I will take it. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, the man is an absolute beast. He's the bonafide tight end number one, you know, and he's, uh, he's as good as it gets in an offense. That's as good as it gets. Um, so, and he's, he's uh, pretty much unguardable. They know that they need to stop him and they can't as soon as Mahomes extends the play, he's open every time. You know, then that's it. So, Curtis, can't wait to hear these. All right. So, <laughs> so last year, I couldn't find this one this year, which made me a little sad. But last year, my prop bet was, uh, will Michael Vick tweet about the Puppy Bowl? And it didn't happen, unfortunately. Maybe he will this year. I couldn't find the odds. But uh, 
So that's unfortunate. Just gotta give a little update in case anyone was keeping track from last year. But this year we got we got <laughs> know what to say. We got two more this year. So first one, it's who will sing more words in the national anthem because it is a duet. I got Eric Church singing more words. That's minus one fifteen. You're gonna have no clue, by the way, if it hits right away because you there's no way you sit here no, and count the words. We, but We're it, gonna count them. We're gonna tally them up. We're gonna have a timer rolling and everything. With with Jasmine Sullivan on one, I think that was Jasmine Sullivan on one side, Eric Church, and then every time we just boom, 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 boom. And we got to count for when they sing at the same time, too. Okay. And then also, actually, we don't have to because they'll be singing at the same time. So it would be a wash. Sorry. And then, uh, math. And then my uh, next one is which coach is going to have their nostrils shown first? You know, because they got to wear their mask. Which coach will have their nostrils shown first? Andy wears a weird mask. See, like. some, that's why I'm going with Andy Reid. He's the underdog. Plus, because he hides behind that face shield, and if he gets but, a little comfortable behind the face shield, that mask can slip. The past few weeks, he hasn't been wearing that. Oh, he hasn't. No, no, he's been having this like weird one where the mic goes inside yeah. the mask. He always got some weird oh. thing going on. So huh. I don't know why he's the underdog, but he because hmm. like, last week his. Got well, Bruce Arians stuff. wears a whole freaking gadget on his chest. Huh? <laughs> he wears, he straps his mics on and everything. So, so I'm saying Andy Reid, because maybe they interview him too. If It might depend on who they interview first because they might pull it down to talk. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But uh, I'll go, I'm going with Andy Reid. It's his nostrils first. Maybe you even pick his nose. I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Move lastly here, we got our – hopefully you came prepared, Jake. We got our what the ducks. Oh, we didn't do this uh, one. Player prop. I I, can I say my player prop? Sure. We're running low on time. We're running low on time. I got to say one more. I did have one more prop. This was just for players. It was uh, who the MVP mentioned in his speech. And the favorite was his teammates. But I say you got to go with Jesus or God. Yeah. What if he says both? Jesus so. or God. Well, oh, first, either. first. He's gonna say Jesus or God first, and that's you gotta watch some Kelsey and Mahomes post game to find out. No, I'm just going straight Mah- off. Of, Kelsey's off the head. gonna be partying. He's, a... He's gonna. Just... I, I like Kelsey as the MVP too. This plus uh, 1500. So. Ooh. Come on now. <laughs> but as long as MVP just says Jesus or God, they mention them first. Plus 200, take to the bank. I like that too. You guys both made believers out of me on those. All right. All right. Cody, you got any last ones you want to say? Uh, so for player props, we just did the Kelsey MVP. I like the over total sacks, three and a half, because uh, four out of the 10 starting linemen are not active or projected not to play. And then we got the Pat McAfee special with the Brady over a half on a rushing yard. You know, Brady loves the little QB sneaks down by the goal line or even in the middle of the field. So half a yard. Plus 145, that looks the most free money to me. You can't bet that, though, if you think the Bucks are going to win because he'll be taking those knees. And last year, you know, Mahomes ran back 27 freaking yards and lost people some money on his knees. Well, the all good right. news is I don't think they're going to win. Yeah, so I know. That's we're all in. Yep. <laughs> Whatever team you think is going to win, you can't bet the over on that quarterback's rushing yards. <laughs> Unless it's Lamar Jackson. And... Yeah. All right. Moving on here. we got our what the Ducks. Uh you want to start, Curtis? Yeah. So my uh, 
my what the duck's gonna be our good friend Corey Brown. Um, we were eating lunch the other day, and this guy out of nowhere goes, "Yeah, Eric Hosmer, top five first baseman in all of baseball." <laughs> there you go. That's my reaction exactly right there. I said, "What the hell are you talking about?" Maybe like maybe like six years ago, he was top five when he was hitting lasers all the time in the World Baseball Classic and winning World Series. But right now, he's not top five. I could think there's so many better than him. So that's just insane to me that anybody would think that. Corey gets a mention on this segment only every single week, I think. <laughs> it's not a good segment to be named in. Oh, Corey, I'm gonna, on, Corey, we're going to have to talk about this a little more. But I can name a lot of first basemen that are better than Eric Hosmer right now. You got anything, Jake? Oh, yeah. Uh, so we were kind of talking about it earlier with my homie Kev who said that the Rockets were the second best team in the West. Uh, and then he actually went as far as to place a wager with me. And I bet that the uh, the Bucks, the Jazz, and the Nuggets would have a better record than the Rockets from yesterday on for the rest of the season. And I actually got that bet. He actually thinks that the Rockets are going to be better than the Jazz, the Bucks, and the Nuggets. So uh, that was pretty stupid. That just goes to show you these uh, Houston homers out here. But <laughs> – the thing that I was thinking of, uh, I don't know if this is a good one or what, how this works, but uh, the Dodgers not coming up with $14 million to pay Kike. What the duck is that about? Man, two years, $14 million, with all that money, you couldn't keep your glue guy in the clubhouse, man, a guy that everybody loves, a guy that was made for this city, a guy that was there through everything. Like, come on now. You need this guy, a defensive gem, comes up with clutch hits, the power that you love, everything. Kike is and favorite. And you could have got him for a very, very reasonable price. I think two years, $14 million is very, very reasonable for a guy that means that much to your organization and your clubhouse and everything like that. And whenever you have an injury, you have no problem because you get to plug in Kike anywhere you need him. And I think that he is – you can't put a price tag on him. And apparently for the Dodgers, that $14 million was too high for two years, but that uh, has been sticking with me. And I can't, I can't get over that, especially because the Dodgers haven't spent really any money yeah. this <laughs> offseason. So it really, really surprises me that they uh, let a few of these guys go that they have, and they still have Turner sitting out there and all that. So I don't know, but yeah, letting Kike go, what the fucking duck. That's I, what I think. It could have been him though, wanting like every day playing every, cause I saw he wanted like 500 at bats or something. Yeah. So I think it could have been him, but yeah, definitely. The Dodgers are like the cheapest, rich, richest team. If that's right. Like, that's yeah, I mean, and it's worked out very well for them. Yeah. They've been very successful and all that. So, I mean, they haven't overpaid and, you know, they've definitely stayed, stayed away from the Angels model of just throw money at people and bad contracts and, you know, all that stuff. So they've uh, they've done well uh, in that regard. But I, I don't think that they're, they, I mean, even if they paid him, you know, two more million a year, you know, and made it $9 million a year to pay Kike. I, I still think that's plenty reasonable. And he that, – that's kind of been the talk of he's wanted, you know, a full-time role. But every year they go in with him as the utility guy, and every year he gets more at-bats than we expect him to get because there always guys get hurt. He gets really hot and gets reg regular playing time at some point. Like, all he always ends up getting more at-bats than we think and playing a bigger role than we think. So, uh, I don't know. That surprises me if it really was – Kike not wanting to stay uh, because they're, you know, uh, favorite to win the World Series again. He could have, you know, 
if he could have taken the same amount of money, I don't know why he wouldn't continue to excel in his role uh, uh, with the Dodgers. But I mean, I, I, uh, my two favorite guys, Verdugo and, uh, and Kike over there in, in Boston now. So I hope they do well. I'm still rooting for him. And, and Kike, you can't, you can't forget. I've been saying this the whole time since he got traded. He had one of the biggest uh, home runs for the Dodgers maybe ever. Yep. But, Oh, yeah. Jock has a lot of big home runs for them too, and one of them. One of man, them. man, yeah. really bums me out. Yeah, Cody. Uh, my duck is gonna get thrown out to Wiggle Ball, aka Wiffle Ball, better known as. But uh, if you're texting, it's Wiggle Ball. So, um, yeah. So Sunday we we played some Wiffle Ball. Uh, shout out to Huntington Beach for uh, letting us hop some fences for the most part. <laughs> A lot of our friends had a little tough time with that and uh, didn't quite make it over the fence on the first try and fell backwards right on his ass and almost uh, landed on a broken glass bottle. So, um, but yeah, apparently that's what you got to do if you want to hit some Papa slams late in the game to win. So shout out to Johnny for that. Shout out Johnny. Dream yeah, team, Johnny. baby. Yeah, we're freaking yeah. gods. For, I'm going to stick with wiffle ball here. I'm going to say myself because we played wiffle ball for what, like three hours Three to four hours. And I was sore for like two days after that. <laughs> I was so sore. My leg, because we we played we played some hardcore wolf ball. We were we running. Were, we, we were, were running. Hard. We were hitting home runs. Uh, Robin home runs, everything. I, my arm was sore because I was hucking him the first, trying to get Cody out when he was splinted the first. But uh, and I also had to make a diving play to show up Cody a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, hey, I had like four or five on you, so it's all yeah. Right. I know, I know, I know. That's why I had to do one. Cody robbed a home run for me, I think twice. Thirty. I robbed a double too. Yeah. So, but you did have the only double. Kyle did was the double double player of the game. Double. He hit the only <laughs> fastest one here, Jake. You know it. Fastest one here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. You guys got anything else? Uh, go read or watch the Drew Robinson thing and uh, enjoy some betting this weekend. Thumbs up. Thank you, Jake. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, y'all. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. You know, I love you guys no matter what till the death of me. I'll always rep you guys. So I love being here. I'm happy to be here anytime. You guys are my boys. You know that. Sucks that we're so far apart now, but hopefully I'll be able to see you guys soon. We got to we gotta meet up in Vegas. Well, we're dunking on the Gator. We got to go dunk. What do you say? Dunk on the Gator. We got to go dunk on the Gator. Yeah, oh, dude, I did last time and fucked my knee up, bro. I had a first <laughs> dunk, came down all funky, bro. What the duck? There, I should have saved that one because that shit jacked my shit up. I was living the rest of the trip, but it was worth it, bro. It was worth it. We was cashing. Uh, dunk the gator. Uh, after Orleans, dunk the gator. Yep. Yeah, word to the wise from your man Mahoney. You got to dunk the gator for good luck if you want to cash at the Orleans. We might need a, we might need a new song about that. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, I can, I can, uh, yeah, I can mix in Dunk the Gator. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Dunk the Gator. That sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, listen up, Dunk the Gator. Yep. Right. Deuces. Later.